Beauty for ashes. 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 Welcome, welcome, welcome. You made it. You made it to the very first episode of the Beauty for Ashes podcast. Y'all, I am so excited to be here. Also, can I be real and say a little bit nervous? This is probably like my fourth time recording this episode for some reason. It's just like I'm trying to perfect it, right? But, you know, it's really just all about coming to you all as I am, you know, presenting to y'all what God has for me to say, and it is what it is, right? So I'm just so excited to even be here. You know, you're probably wondering, why am I here? Where did this even come from? Shayna, I know you, and you don't talk too much unless you really know folks, right? So what what has possessed you to even be in this position to bring forth a whole podcast you know how much boldness you have to have for a podcast how much how much confidence you have to have to be speaking out well y'all let me tell you it is definitely not my doing okay (laughs) it is definitely all due to God all glory to God um It really was birthed out of obedience and it wasn't obedience that I chose initially. No, I went through a long process um, before I gave God my yes, my complete yes. So um, it's definitely been a process and I don't want people to think that I just woke up one day and I was like, oh, I'm here, which I mean, in some instances, yes, I did kind of have to make that decision, but the decision wasn't like an overnight thing. It took some time. So Basically, I just want to break down to y'all, you know, how this even came about. So we're on the same page. You know why I'm here. Um, Then we're going to kind of discuss what Beauty for Ashes really means. Okay, Um, that's probably my favorite part (laughs) about today is just the fact that we can dive into this scripture and break it down because why is it the scripture that was used to name this podcast? You know, what is the significance behind it? Um, So let me just kind of get into what brought me here, right? So let's just say I was in mourning, okay? Um, Exiting out of a relationship of about seven years, yes. uh, It was very, very trying, okay? Um, A lot of times we get into relationships we get into situations that really were not the will that God had for our lives, right? And all throughout the time we're in this situation, we're in this relationship, we're in this career, we're in this marriage, you know, we are getting signs from God, we're getting those red flags, 
Um, there's a lot of things that are being shown to us, but we're deciding that we want to stay within our own will. We want to choose our own path. You know, we know everything, right? And that's kind of where I was within this relationship. Now, I do not want anyone that's listening to take this as me, um, you know, acting a certain kind of way, (laughs) um, or viewing this in a certain way. I don't mean any harm to anyone, In any way, shape, or form, Um, this is just from my personal experience, and um, all I can do is tell the truth. That's really all I can do. You know, the word says you can do nothing against the truth, right? And something that my dad used to always say is that the truth will always be the truth. Like you can't, you can't shift or change the truth, right? So that's all I'm here is to just bring forth my truth, to bring forth God's truth. Um, So you know, I'm in this relationship and. Sis, let me just be real, okay? Sis, sir, whoever's listening, it does not take seven years for someone to know whether or not they would like to marry you, whether they want to go into covenant with you, right? And so we have to stop getting into these relationships and giving um, giving all of these covenant as i've uh learned (laughs) giving these covenant perks giving these things that only come when marriage is in the picture right um because then we get into a position where we can't see clearly okay and you know maybe we've entered into having sex with this person or um maybe we're living with this person um we're, we're doing all these different things that are not required of someone who is dating someone or in um, a singleness uh, season. And then our vision gets blurred. And when the red flags do come, we have not, we now have things that we can use to state our claim, you know, and convince us that we are correct in staying in this situation when that is not what is true you know that is not what God has called you to be in and so um I'm not afraid to say that I was looking at a relationship as um okay this is what I have here but it has the potential to be this or we may not be seeing eye to eye on this value but just give it some time we'll be on the same page no 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 no. <laughs> right and so it, it got to the point where God had revealed to me in a way that I could not ignore what he was trying to show me about this relationship and I want to say fortunately because again if something is not for us then we should be thanking God that he provided us an escape to get out of it Um, So fortunately, God cared enough to show me and then thankfully (laughs) and prayerfully, you know, I got to the point where I no longer wanted to choose to do things on my own and to choose my way. You know, I wasn't happy doing things my way. You know, I wasn't truly secure doing things my way. I didn't know who I was doing things my way. So will I say that it was a failed relationship? No. What happened was I learned a lesson. God allowed for that relationship to happen. um, And it was all a part of the greater plan for my life, right? So I have no regrets at all. I have no regrets. It hurt 
when I tell y'all, I was literally in mourning. I was going through the breakup process, you know, crying and, you know, but this time was different. You know, I thank God that this time was different. Um, I, I could have been in the dark, sulking, you know, just wasting away. But no, God gave me the strength to go out because you know why? Because he told me, and I say he told me because it's in his word, that he wants to bestow on me beauty, a crown of beauty for ashes. So I didn't have to sit in that morning. Yes, I was processing through it. Yes, I'm going through a healing process, but I don't have to sit in that, right? So um, if we go back to that relationship, you know, I was literally kind of starting over. You know, people think it's so cliche for um, women to get out of a relationship. I can't speak for men because I, I mean, I'm not a, a guy. I'm not a man. <laughs> but um, women getting out of, of a relationship and they are finding themselves or they seem free or they're trying to do this and do that. And people make fun of that process. And I don't think there's anything funny about it because... It's real that if you don't know who you are, you get into a relationship that is not for you and then you let that relationship define you and then you do lose a part of you. It's a real thing. It actually does happen. So I just want to extend grace to any woman that has been um, bashed or talked about or uh, made fun of because she was that much closer to knowing who she was after she got out of the, out of the relationship. So I just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> So again, I'm, I'm going through this process. You know, God is there with me. I'm making a decision that no more. It's not on Shana anymore. It's all about what God wants for me. And I looked around, y'all, and I'm like, you know what? I don't really have friends around me that are seriously about this life. You know, I have a couple friends uh, that definitely are believers, but I did not really have a sisterhood um, or, you know, women of God that I could go to and talk to and just kind of um, be in agreement with and get sound advice from. Um, so I'm just like, God, I don't, I need, I need this. Right. And so during this time I was working on a hair project and I ended up uh, interviewing a friend of mine from college. And in, within that interview, God is so intentional because we actually started talking about relationships and it's so funny because me and her had never had that deep of a conversation, but it was all intentional. It was all part of God's plan because that led to us having a brunch, which led, which led to her inviting me to a conference, which then led to me having this amazing experience at this conference. Now, you're probably like, why did you go to a public gathering <laughs> in the midst of a pandemic? You know, what is going on? And literally, I I stepped out on faith. I, I sought God. I was like, God, I was invited to this. Is this somewhere you want me to be? If it is, then, you know, I know that you will make it happen. And he made it happen, literally. Um, it was all him. So I got, I get to the conference and you know, there's just so much going on, but what really spoke to me was when one of the, um, prophetess, um, well, actually let me, let me zero back a little bit because I really want to share this with a few people because I believe that even though God said it to me, I believe there's going to be someone listening today that really, really needs to hear this. So, um, we were in prayer and I was like, at, I was at the front, you know, I'm like on hands and knees crying out to God. And um, Morgan, a friend of mine, 
uh, who is also a faith coach, y'all. So be on the lookout for her. But she um, was praying with me and she had her hand on my back and, and God was like speaking through her. And God said that this was not meant to hurt you. All right. And really that this was a time for me to go back to my first love. Right. And my first love is God, because that's who loved me first. That's who knows who I am. That's who loves me unconditionally. Right. And so that hit me so hard. I just want anybody who is listening today to know that whatever situation that you're in or if God called you out of something, it's not meant to hurt you. Okay, it's only meant to stretch you, to grow you, to take you to the next level. Okay, because God has something bigger in store for you. You are going to want God's best for you, not what you think is best for you. So um, fast forward to the second night and um, there was the prophetess that was before us and she asked who wanted to rededicate their lives, y'all. And I'm like, oh, you know, I do. <laughs> so I'm like, let me go up there. I get up there and I'm thinking, like, OK, she's going to tell me about this relationship or like what I should do in my career, you know, because let's be real. When you do go to a, a to a gathering of sorts uh and then there's a prophet there you I, I feel like people be some people be spooked about it but you low-key be wanting somebody to say something you're like what well, god's gotta say because i want to hear him say something to me but i was like kind of anticipating it. i'm like oh i don't know what what's gonna be said but well y'all she turned me around and i believe this was maybe for like uh just to be like more private but she looked me in my eyes, y'all, and she told me, your body is a temple and you need to keep it holy. And she just was like so specific about that. And I'm just like, wow, okay, God, like, so that's what you want me to focus on? Okay, cool, cool. So I'm crying at this point. And um, just for reference, y'all, you know, um, our bodies are temples and, and, we're gonna we're gonna cover so much in this podcast. Like I'm just so excited. Um, so we're not even gonna dive too deep in there, but I will at least uh, go to the scripture, which is Romans twelve one and two, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Translation. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Wow. That is amazing to know. And we like we're going to talk about this for real. We're going to dive deep into this on a separate episode. But that's amazing to know that my, giving my body to God you know, saying my body is a temple and treating it as such is worship. What? Okay. <laughs> anyway, so that had me shook, right? And then I'm like on the ground, you know, and Destiny Thomas, who was over the conference, she was speaking and she's like, what makes this time different? And then God began to recall things to me, how I had never healed from um, my first relationship and in that relationship, mm, you guessed it, it was a whole bunch of extraness. I had gave myself away to this guy and, you know, just a lot of mess, right? But my response to the mess, my response to that wound that had been created was to just self-medicate, y'all. Mm. 
self-medicate. And what did I do? I'm like, oh, okay, you're going to play me? Uh, all right, I'm going to go out here. I'm going to do what I want. Like, who cares about purity? And <laughs> I'm going to do the plan, if anything, right? And so instead of going to God in that situation, I went to self-medicating, which in that form was definitely not keeping my body at the temple. Um, so... Um, all I have to say about that is literally <laughs> you would think that God about to tell you about something else, but no, he going to call that other thing to the front. Like, no, we need to take care of this first. Right. And so I'm so grateful and thankful for that. And then we ended the evening with getting baptized and we got baptized in the Atlantic Ocean. And I never would have thought that I would have got baptized in the Atlantic Ocean. Like getting baptized was a desire of mine because I hadn't been baptized since I was a kid. So it means something totally different to me now. But like, but like to know that God came through like, oh, you want to be baptized? It's going to be in the Atlantic Ocean. I just feel like that's how God works. Like we'll have a thought or a desire and then he just 10 times that like blows your mind. Right. So in that, um, a, a lot of what was ministered to me before being dunked in the water was to speak out. And so when I got back to Detroit, you know, I'm just like on fire. I'm like, yeah, God, what's up? What's up? And he like, oh, share your testimony. Okay. I mean, sure. <laughs> I mean, I, are you sure about that? So I share the testimony and I'm in prayer with God and I'm asking him, Lord, you told me to speak, but how God, how? And literally he said podcast. And I was just like, God, are you sure about that? Me, podcast? I don't even know the first. I don't even know how to start this out. And literally, um, he gave me confirmation. It was three separate times. And on that third time, I was like, all right, I'm listening. And even throughout that, he was still sending people that were specifically telling me, you need to get that podcast done. You need to do what God is telling you to do. So I stayed, so I could stay the course, y'all. And that that is how this has even been birthed right and the reason why it has the name beauty for ashes is because during the conference i received a book um from the other prophetess and well i should say i purchased it um but she wrote a note in it and part of the note was um may he give you beauty for ashes and i had heard the the saying before but i never had really went and looked at the scripture and meditated on it and so that was like what I took from that conference. I took from that conference that one, God will give me beauty for ashes. Two, I am worthy. And three, um, it was time to speak out. It was time to speak. It was no more time for Shana to be quiet, right? Um, so that is how we even got here. And so I, I am so excited that this was even birthed out of such a thing, you know, um, there's a scripture. I do not have it here with me, which I should have, but maybe I'll put it in the show notes. But there's a scripture that talks about how what we do for God will last. But yeah, so that's how Beauty for Ashes even came about. So we are kind of going to just dive in real quick on to what is Beauty for Ashes? Like, what does that even mean? What does that even mean? And we're going to start with the scripture, right? All right. So the scripture that correlates with this podcast is Isaiah 61 and 3 and it says and provide for those who grieve in Zion to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes 
the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. All right, so Isaiah 61 is really telling of Jesus's ministry, okay? In my Bible, I um, have the She Reads Truth Bible, which is in the Christian Standard Version. They titled this passage, The Messiah's Jubilee, right? And when I think of a jubilee, you know, that's like a celebration, right? So um, Jesus's ministry is like a celebration. It's something, to be a cel- it's something to be celebrated, right? I mean, it's a celebration every time we link up with the Father, okay? <laughs> there is celebration in surrender, So cheers to not having to figure this life out on your own, literally. I mean, can you imagine if there wasn't any guideline, if there wasn't anything that was helping us in the the ways of this life, of this world? I mean, a lot of times when we choose the world over what God says, that gives us a a snippet (laughs) of what it would be like to have to do this life on our own. Um, So just want to use this as a reminder that Things become better when you choose God's way, right? And it's not to say that it'll be easier because you will still face trials. You will still face challenges. But the solution is God, right? And he gives us his word. He gives us the Holy Spirit for guidance. You know, you are now prepared and you have the tools. Um, So anyway, Jesus' ministry is comfort. All right. Jesus is a comforter. So this verse really is giving us a description of what both comfort and restoration looks like. You know, and how many of us need to be restored from ourselves? I feel like we should all be raising our hand on that one. (laughs) So how does Jesus comfort us? Well, one, he gives us beauty for ashes, right? In the Bible, ashes actually signified mourning. So you know how I said that, you know, I was in mourning when I was going through the breakup initially. You know, I feel like if we were back in the old days and you were walking down the street and you saw me on the side with the sackcloth and ashes, you probably would have been like, okay, (laughs) sis is mourning. What's she mourning about? Oh, she... They just broke up. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) That is what ashes was. That's what it signified back in the day, mourning, right? And and you could be mourning the loss of family or, you know, anything. But that is what mourning signifies. So I like to look at this as Jesus gives us beauty for mourning too. You know what I'm saying? Like he will take the ashes of that situation, what's left of that situation, and he will bring beauty out of it, right? So ashes are the remain of something, normally something that was burned or destroyed. This can be viewed two ways. The ashes of what has ended in your life, for example, a relationship, or the ashes of your old self. So the sin, right? And sin is equal to grief, okay? Let's let's be real. A lot of the sin that we have done has brought nothing but grief, okay? <laughs> um, so we get caught up in these ashes of what God has removed in us or around us. And then Jesus comes in and says, no, 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 no. Like, you look in a mess right now. This is not what I created you for. I didn't create you to come and sit in this, right? Um, so Jesus says, let me crown you with beauty, 
Let me show you that you are worthy. Let me clean you up and brush those ashes out of your hair. Now is not the time to mourn, but to be glad unto the Lord. Psalms 32 and 11 says, Rejoice in the Lord and be glad, you righteous. Sing all you who are upright in heart. So, you know, the word is calling us to rejoice and be glad, you know, to sing, even in the midst of what seems like a bad situation, right? God wants us to come out of that. He doesn't want us to sit in that, um, in those ashes, essentially. And and then once we're all cleaned up, Jesus gives us the oil of joy instead of mourning. So first we got the beauty for ashes, right? But then he gives us this oil of joy. So God is telling you that you do not belong to the spirit of mourning. That does not have to overtake you, okay? When he anoints us with the oil of joy, there is a change of perspective taking place. People are going to question why you see things the way you do, okay? Seriously, especially nowadays. We're in the midst of a pandemic. People are going to be like, why are you even okay with this? Why are you even smiling? You know, what do you have to be happy for? Didn't you just lose your job? Didn't you just lose a family member? Didn't you just lose a relationship? Tell them it's the oil of joy, sis. Tell them that Jesus is in the restoration business, okay? You don't have to sit in that, right? Um, A lot of times we are stuck because we haven't put joy in the situation. Joy is a choice. Joy is a lifestyle. Joy is but a change in perspective. So when Jesus comes in with that oil of joy, it changes our perspective, You know, maybe I'm not happy about what has happened or what has transpired, but my joy is in the Lord God of hope. Romans 15 and 13 says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may be abound in hope. Okay, we we are called to be filled with joy and peace in believing so that we have hope. Right. So that we can. And then our hope is what fuels our faith. Okay, so that is where it begins right there is with that spirit of joy. So then the verse goes on to say that Jesus closes in praise instead of despair. Other translations describe it as a garment of praise. You know, at this point, Jesus is a comforter, an image consultant and a stylist. Jesus closes us with the garment of praise instead of the spirit of heaviness or despair. Did you know? That heaviness is a spirit. And y'all, when I think about heaviness as a spirit, I start to think about like depression, anxiety, heartbreak. You know, there's a certain heaviness that is associated with these kind of challenges, with these kind of trials. And not to take away from mental health or anything of that nature. um, But sometimes the situations that we go through induce depression, you know, bring about anxiety. Um, Heartbreak is the result of it. You know what I'm saying? So um, that's what I'm speaking to when I talk about the spirit of heaviness being associated with those things. Um, And let's be real. It is so easy to just sit in heartbreak. Now, I'm not trying to discredit again (laughs) anyone's process of healing, but honestly, some things we wallow in for longer than is necessary. But Jesus is coming to tell us like, no, you need to have praise in that situation. The garment of praise represents the attitude change. Um, I was reading Gill's commentary and they described the spirit of heaviness as a as dimly burning. And to me, that was so powerful because we are called to be the light of the world. 
Um, but then life situations start to come through and sometimes they've almost extinguished you and you're really feeling like there's no hope, but there is still light there. Um, and because of this moment of despair, you are just barely burning. But when we allow Jesus to clothe us and pray, something in us is ignited. OK, that light, that light is ignited and we begin to burn brighter again. Our attitude changes because we know that God has a plan for us, plans to prosper us and not to harm us, plans to give us hope and a future. And that's Jeremiah 29 11 for reference, you know, um, there's something about how your attitude changes when you know, when you know that God is in it, right? You know, you know what? God has a plan. I don't even got to worry about it. I don't even got to worry about it. I don't care what it looks like right now because I know that God said that he has plans to prosper me, not to harm me. You know, that brings me back to the word that Morgan spoke to me, that God said this was not meant to hurt me. What? That is word. Okay. Test the spirit. That is a word right there because God is telling me, I didn't, this wasn't meant to hurt you. And then Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, I have plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Okay. So literally our attitude changes because we know that we serve a promise keeper. We know that God will make a way. The more that we know God, the better our attitude is within these situations because now it's like, oh, this is going on. Well, I know what God I serve, so I ain't worried about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, I think about this breakup, you know, and just how it was different. I could have sucked again, sat in my despair, but Jesus, the one who comforts, he came to clean me up. He said, let me brush off those ashes. Let me anoint you with this oil real quick. And then put this little garment of praise on, okay? Jesus put all that on me. He took a step back and he was like, all right, all right. I think she ready, y'all. I think she ready. <laughs> I took on a new attitude. You know, may we always be reminded that praise is an attitude. Jesus ends the verse by saying that we are righteous trees planted by the Lord to glorify him. You are called to be righteous. You are more than a conqueror. You're planted by the rivers of water so that you may bear fruit. Okay. All of this is to God's glory, right? Because if you think about it, we had a, a situation. We had the ashes, right? Jesus brought beauty into that. He brought me out of it. And now God is getting the glory. That is what it's about. That is what it's about at the end of the day. People are going to wonder why you are different. You know, why you aren't reacting the way the world is reacting, how can you have that attitude? How can you have that kind of perspective? Tell them that you traded it all. And tell them it's just as easy for them to trade it as well. You know, Romans 10 and 9 says, If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved, right? That is the first step. That is the first step. And you best, you bet, you better believe that every episode we are ending with that because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, this is the first step and that is declaring with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. So I want anyone that is listening, anyone that's like, you know what, Shayna, I am in a relationship like that right now or I've been in that or look, I'm tired of doing things my way. I'm tired of doing things, you know, with my plans. I need help. Like, I can't do this on my own. Like, I want to believe, or I do believe. Look, y'all. God made it easy for us. 
God made it so simple. He said, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Okay. And then the next step is that you're going to need some folks. You're going to need a community. You're going to need people to stay connected with. Um, So I actually have for you, if today is the day that you have rededicated your life or that you have confessed with your mouth that you believe Jesus is the Lord, then we do have a link for you to click. You just fill out with your information. We're going to add you to a group, um, a Facebook group, so that you have a community. Because I know for myself, I know firsthand what it feels like to try to take this walk alone, you know? And a lot of times when you do, you fail. Because what the enemy wants is for you to be alone or for you to think you're alone. So that way he can kind of sneak on in and get you distracted all over again and kind of keep you in these cycles. But when you surround yourself by other believers, other people who are going after God's heart, you constantly have a reminder. You constantly have encouragement. So if that is you, go ahead and click the link and it'll take you there. And then I will be in touch with you very, very soon and get you added to the Facebook group because We would love to have you. And heaven is rejoicing. Whenever someone um, repents, heaven is rejoicing. So I really want to thank y'all for just getting to the end of the episode. I really hope that this was a great intro. You know, definitely stay tuned. I mean... You, if you're listening to this on launch day, you have seen that there are two more episodes right there available for you to go ahead and listen to. Um, This was more of an intro, so next two episodes are going to be a little bit different. So definitely listen to them. Let me know what you think. Follow us on Facebook as well as Instagram. Um, Definitely, if you are interested in um, being a part of our Facebook group, go ahead and sign up. Sign up. Um, I should have the link in the show notes so that way we can get you in there because we're just creating a community of people who are ready to give God their yes. Uh, So thank you again, y'all, for listening, and I will talk to you soon.